0: Good morning. Welcome to Boiling Springs Baptist Church. We are glad that you are here with us today. I want to welcome any guests, visitors that we may have in our midst this morning. As we begin our worship service this morning, I want to read from the book of Psalm, uh, chapter 119. I'm reading from the New Living Translation. It says, joyful are people of integrity who follow the instructions of the Lord. Joyful are those who obey his laws and search for him with all their hearts. They do not compromise with evil and they walk only in his paths. You have charged us to keep, our, to keep your commandments carefully. Oh, that my actions would consistently reflect your decrees. Then I will not be ashamed when I compare my life with your commands. As I learn your righteous regulations, I will thank you by living as I should. I will obey your decrees. Please don't give up on me. May we live as people who seek to please and follow and worship our Lord this morning.
1: Last Sunday, Downey, I'm looking for her. There's Bonnie. Bonnie Downey preached to us to introduce the emphasis on foreign missions. Until recently, Bonnie worked in South Africa with the International Mission Board, Southern Baptist Convention. Now, some of you newer members, I was concerned with last Sunday because everybody was supposed to know all about who Bonnie was. And we didn't remind you that uh, before she went to South Africa, she was our minister of youth and education. And we came to love her a great deal. We even ordained her to the ministry. So I'm glad that she considers Boiling Springs home. And when she came back from South Africa, she has come back to be with us. I know that her heart is probably still with her friends and all those she worked with in Cape Town. So remember her during this time. This Sunday, I want to remind you that we work with two Baptist groups to send foreign missionaries. And not only do we work with the IMB, the Southern Baptist Convention, we also work with the Cooperative Baptist Fellowship. The Missions Committee has a brief video to share with you about how the Cooperative Baptist Fellowship is helping us bear witness to Christ in China and Thailand. In your bulletin, I always hated it when they said, Now, there's something in your bulletin, but don't read it. Pay attention to the message and the music. You have this in your bulletin poke it in your pocket or if you're a woman in your purse and then when you unload stuff uh, this afternoon, uh, I hope you will read this excellent little brochure. I hope you will also be thinking and praying about what you or you and your family can contribute to support our foreign missionaries this year and we have a Short video called Bearing Witness to Christ that will introduce how the Cooperative Baptist Fellowship does that.
2: To bear witness to Christ is to do what Jesus did, to feed the poor clothe those that need clothing, it means to help take care of those that are sick, it means to be a presence among each other and to be Christ-like. We are in partnership with God to fulfill the work of His Kingdom.
1: Our ministry to people in China is not material as much as it is
3: spiritual, giving people an opportunity for hope in their life, Uh, hope beyond material existence.
4: Our
1: God's an incarnational God. He uses people every single day as His hands and feet in the world. A part of our great expression of global mission is the placement and assurance
0: that there will be people to be the face and the presence of Christ.
3: Being present in a place for a long time gives you the opportunity to develop deep relationships. Being with the people group over the long haul, through the ups and downs of life, and just being there to be an ear, to be a hopefully a word of encouragement, and hopefully a witness to Christ.
2: If you're a PhD, you're a professor. For example, I'm doing my PhD thesis. I should be able to do my PhD thesis. This is not only for of yourself. And when we have family
0: That balance between the good news through the great commandment and the good news through the great commission is vital and our field personnel are doing a faithful job of bearing witness in that holistic fashion to that good news of Jesus.
4: It's not one church helping another or
2: someone that has resources helping someone that has needs but it's saying together we're trying to reach this
1: world for Christ and how best can we do that.
0: We believe our witness, the fellowship's witness to the Gospel in the world actually matters. There are people waiting to hear the good news, waiting to see their gifts recognized, waiting to see their capacities celebrated and claimed. The Great
3: Commission, for me personally, means I'm going to be willing to say, here I am, Lord, I will go where you want me to go, I'll live where you want me to live, and I will work as you
4: call me. is hymn number 76, O Come, O Come Emmanuel. Please stand if you are able and sing with me.
2: Reminding us of the hope Christ brings into our lives. As we light the candle of peace, it reminds us that Jesus is the Prince of Peace, and his peace goes with us and gives us the certainty of his presence in our lives. Let us pray. Lord, may we dwell in the peace your presence with us gives, and so order the activities of our lives in ways that honor you and your desire to see peace reign both in our lives and in the world. In your name we pray, amen.
4: Please join me in singing Emmanuel.
3: thoughts and prayers this morning. I know in the bulletin, Jason, you come on up here and, and uh, be, with, be with us up here. Um, but uh, she is not feeling well this morning. I know in your bulletin it says that uh, the children will go out for Children's Church. So they, they will be asked to stay in the sanctuary this morning. But uh, I'm excited this morning about what is about to happen. We are going to have a few moments of the service this morning dedicated to our deacon ordination. We have five new deacons coming on. Uh, the other four besides Jason are Bonnie Dowdy, Bill Daves, Barbara Lell, and Harry Washburn and I'm excited about working as I have been already with all of our deacons and I'm excited about working with Jason. Jason has not been ordained and so we've asked Jason to come and to share a brief word of testimony this morning and uh, Jason, I appreciate your friendship and getting to know you over the last year or so. So come and come and share a word with us.
4: Well, as I come this morning, I wondered when Keith mentioned to me that, uh, I would have to give my testimony. What would I say? What would I talk about? What would I share with you? And, um, The thing to me as I become older is my eyesight and it's not because I put these glasses on but it's it's amazing what you can see the older that you become and the young folks it may take another 20 years but you'll be able to see better one day I really feel like it it brings to mind a little tale that I have heard and it kind of describes to you and to me especially it speaks to me that uh, That it is really simple What God has for us And it's the story about a fella And the, the flood is coming And the folks come You've probably heard this story But they come to get him in the boat And the man says get in the boat And the floodwaters are up about the first window of his house And he says I've prayed to God And I have faith that God is going to take care of me He said I'm fine Don't worry about it So they go on A little while later they come back And he's at the second story window Same boat comes up and they ask him to get in and he says, I have prayed to God and I have faith that God is going to take care of me. So a little while later, he's on the top of the house, helicopter comes, rolls the rope ladder down, they begging him to get on. He said, I have faith in God that he'll take care of me. So a little while later, you might imagine that fellow standing up there trying to get into heaven and the fellow up there is checking the roll. He comes up next and he says, yeah, I'm, I'm here, I'm ready. He said, but I have to say, I'm a little bit upset that God didn't take care of me. I had faith that God was there, and he was going to provide for me and look after me. And the fellow kind of looked over him a little bit, and he said, Son, we sent two boats and a helicopter to get you. <laughs> so so don't forget that. It's that easy. It's, and the eyesight of being able to see what's right in front of you is, to me, the, been, has been the biggest thing. <clears throat> it started back in 1971 and I've been able to see that God was there in the beginning the whole time for me when my mom and daddy brought me home from the hospital. He was there as I grew in this church and went to Sunday school, school here and in the nursery was one of the first times that I would have been told that I got in trouble. Um, I cannot recall all the events as they happened because I was so young but The nursery teacher returned and all the children were in the cribs crying and unbeknownst to her, I had crawled out of the crib. And after looking around a little bit uh, later on, they had figured out the reason they were all crying because they all had my teeth marks on them somewhere. (laughs) So, you know, I've been here a long time and I know now that God was there with me that day in the nursery. As I grew, I watched my mom and daddy work together. As a homemaker and a dairy farmer raised four, uh, we'll call them boisterous young boys, that's a good word. They helped shape and mold us in education, love, responsibility, caring, clothes, and food. Early in the morning, Daddy and I would go to the dairy barn to milk the cows. And then again, we would go in the evening and repeat the process. In addition to that, we raised crops to provide for our family. At the home, we would help Mama in the summer with the gathering of the vegetables out of the garden. We learned from Mama how to make jelly and how to make mints and how to wrap Christmas presents too. We also learned that we had to pick up our toys and our mess that we had made in the house. We'd never understood why exactly that we had to pick up our toys and we couldn't just leave them out until tomorrow we were gonna get them out anyway. But as I've gotten a little older, I have realized that it's just what mamas want, a clean living room. So as we drove our tractors around town, farming, and the activities we embarked on, as well as milking the cows, when we walked out on those cold mornings to drive those cows up to the barn for them to be milked, and as we helped mom and daddy at home, all four of us growing up, God was there now, I know that, to help nurture me as well as to help my parents in the rearing of those four boys. And it was during this time that some of the bravest, most courageous young women you may have never known about came along. They showed up when Mama and Daddy would decide to go out for a meal without us boys in tow. These women would help us take a bath and put on our Batman pajamas and play games with us. They could also prepare the finest cuisine that Totino's frozen pizzas have to offer. (laughs) in that cold farmhouse with those four boys i know that god was there helping those young women to get out alive (laughs) and to not burn the house down by catching it on fire from the old wood stove that we used to eat the house it was during my teenage years that i asked jesus to be my savior here in this church and was baptized here in this church it was during that time that god sent some wonderful people to the youth group at that time. Bonnie Dowdy was one of them, Keith Dixon and numerous more. But he sent those people here to help us become molded in the way that they would have us to live. They showed us all in the youth group the way a good Christian should live and be. I know now why God sent them. There was a period after that when I realized that I had become a young adult and there were many distractions and new interests around that garnered my attention and consumed most of my life. And it was during that time in my life that I did not see God as much. I wasn't looking for him. I have since figured out that it was because I was not looking for him, he was still there. It did not matter. And I've also since figured out that he was there the whole time helping me as I went along my journey in life. There was one September morning when I was at the hospital and I know God was there absolutely positively when I had this little redhead girl in my hands and we watched her first sunrise that morning. God was there without a doubt. He was there again when this strong little young boy came along and I held him in my arms the same way I had his sister. God was there. When I realized that these children had been sent to me by God and that they were dependent upon me to be their father, that started a time in my life when I looked to God in more and different ways than I ever had before. He has entrusted me with a great responsibility, and that was a big load uh, that I had to uh, realize how to carry. These two are now teenagers, and God is helping me more and more each day. I could say that. As a young parent... Watching these children grow Is when my eyesight that I spoke of Grew to a focus that I had not seen before I were able to see things I were able to see things that I knew why daddy looked at me like I was crazy sometimes Because now I feel myself doing that God sent another gift to me When he sent this hard working lovely lady into my life With a little girl that had a special sparkle in her eye This little girl's mother and I were wed and started a journey that we are still on together. He has sent her to help me in my Christian life and she has helped me in more ways than she will ever know. God knows what to do. God was there too. There was a strong desire that I felt and recognized early on in life which has led to countless fishing trips hunting trips, horseback rides, canoe rides down the river, and just to walk in the woods. During all of these times, there have been many people that came along the way who helped teach me their experiences. And even though I did not realize it at the time, God sent them too. They were there. It took many years for me to finally figure out something that was right in front of me all of the time. And it should have been so easy to recognize, and now I know. God has been with me the entire time. He is here with me now as I begin this part of my journey. And that's the part where I realized that I was the man in the boat, the man in the boat, and I never did get to the fellow in the helicopter, but I was close. I've often commented that I wish I could have been born with 40 year old eyes so I could see more clearly the things that I had missed and recognize the things that God has in store for me in the future. It's easy for me to see now that God has blessed me with an upbringing that is beyond compare and he has blessed me with many opportunities. He has blessed me with the best babysitters. He has blessed me with a wonderful family. And he has best blessed me with a special church family as well. There are more ways that God will bless me and guide me as we go on our walk together, and of that I am most certain. One of the duties that I have to continually be aware of is my eyesight so that it will remain clear, so that I may continue to see more clearly. Well, Jason, thank you for that. I can
3: certainly relate to what you're saying about being able to see things a little more clear as we get older. Jason, I want to ask you a question this morning. First of all, let me say this to the church. Uh, the word deacon in, in the New Testament in the Greek has the connotation or the meaning of a minister or servant. And this is not a hierarchical role, but I appreciate our deacons here and what they do and how we serve and minister together here and very much appreciative of them. But I want to ask Jason a question this morning and he can re- you can respond with, I will. And then I'll ask the church the same, well, a similar question And then you can respond with, we will. Uh, Let me get my glasses on here, Jason. Uh, Jason, will you promise to strive and so to live that you may honor Christ by your life? And, And do you promise in the presence of this congregation to accept the responsibility of the office of deacon in this church? And to the best of your knowledge and ability, discharge all duties of this office? I will. And congregation. Will you members of this congregation acknowledge Jason as a deacon in this church? And do you promise to encourage and to pray for him in his office and to cooperate with him and all of our deacons in the fulfillment of the mission of the church? If you do, will you indicate by responding, we will? We will. Thank you. At this time, I'm gonna ask Jason to make his way down to the altar this morning. And we are gonna ask anyone uh, in the congregation this morning that would like to come by and offer a prayer For Jason to do so, a brief and silent prayer uh, to do so at that time. You can pray silently over Jason or you can whisper a prayer in his ear. But this is a holy moment, a sacred moment uh, in which we set apart Jason uh, to serve in this role. And um, I'm going to ask Amy and and the family if you would come on up and and come through first here this morning. We're going to play music and um, encourage you to spend this time in prayer. And then I will close our time in prayer together. Thank you. again, all individuals that would like to pray over Jason are asked to come as well. pray with me. Father, we rejoice in what you've done in the life of Jason Hamrick. We're thankful for his life, and his testimony, his family, all these friends. And Lord, as I sit here and as I've watched people go by and pray, Father, I'm reminded that we all have a story. And Father, I'm thankful for the story of Jason Hamrick and what you've done in his heart and in his life. Father, I pray that you would do exceedingly abundantly above all that he or any of us could ever ask of what it would look like for Jason Hamrick to serve as a deacon. Father, I pray that you would empower him. I pray that today, Lord, as we have set him apart, that, Father, you have set him apart, that you have prepared his heart, and that, Father, that he feels the love and the encouragement from this church family. Father, bless Jason and bless all of our new, newly elected deacons and bless our deacon body. Father, as we work together to serve, to love, to share and to grow together, Father, we pray and, and know and anticipate great things in the coming days, in the coming years. Father, we love you. Bless now this time as we continue in our worship. In Jesus' name, amen.
4: Our hymn is number 86. If you would, please stand and join me in singing the first two stanzas, number 86.
2: bow your heads for a word of prayer. Dear God, thank you so much for giving us another day. Thank you for giving us the ability to gather here in your presence. Thank you for this past week's rain. I ask that you send some more our way, as well as some to relieve the towns of Tennessee. Please take care of those who have lost loved ones, homes, and belongings to the fires. Lord, I ask that you bless those who are hurting. May they know that you are right there with them. Bring us guidance in this week ahead so that in everything we think, say, and do, we would bring honor and glory to you. Lord, take our offering in order to further your kingdom. In Jesus' name, amen. This morning is from the book of Matthew, chapter 3, verses 1 through 12. If you want to turn in your pew Bible, it's on page 836. Matthew 3, verses 1 through 12. In those days came John the Baptist, preaching in the wilderness of Judea. Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. For this is he who was spoken of by the prophet Isaiah when he said, The voice of one crying in the wilderness, Prepare the way of the Lord, make his paths straight. Now John wore a garment of camel's hair and a leather girdle around his waist, and his food was locust and wild honey. Then went out to him Jerusalem and all Judea and all the region about the Jordan, And they were baptized by him in the river Jordan, confessing their sins. But when he saw many of the Pharisees and Sadducees coming for baptism, he said to them, You brood of vipers, who warned you to flee from the wrath to come? Bear fruit that befits repentance, and do not presume to say to yourselves, We have Abraham as our father. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. His winnowing fork is in his hand, and he will clear his threshing floor and gather his wheat in the granary, but the shaft he will burn with unquenchable fire.
3: Thank you, Julie. For those of you that are clock watchers, it's rare that a pastor would ever Uh, pay attention to the clock and I'm going to preach the sermon this morning. Um, Don't say amen too loud. Okay. Come on church. Uh, But I I just want to have some closing thoughts and then we're going to have a a hymn of commitment. But as I was listening uh, to Jason's testimony, Jason, you've already preached a sermon today, brother. So thank you. And congregation, uh, you've preached a sermon to me today as I've sat here today and I would offer occasional prayers for Jason in the midst of, of looking up, but I, it was hard for me to keep my eyes off of each person. And as each person came by, as I've been here over a year and a half now, I know your story, or many of your stories. And it was just special to see mom and dad, to see children, to see family members come by praying for Jason, those of you who've watched Jason when he was, he you know who you are when you were little and, and given Klein and Catherine a break. Uh, but uh, we each have our own story. And many of you prepared the way for Jason, not only to come to know the Lord, but to walk now in the service of deacon here at Boiling Springs Baptist Church. The text this morning was on the one who prepared the way for Christ. We can, in in many ways, say that all the prophets and all of those who came before Christ helped prepare the way, but we know that John the Baptist had a very special calling as he prepared the way for our Savior. Be mindful as we go about our lives, as we go through the Advent season, and as we go throughout our year of 2017, it's hard to even say that, isn't it? That we are all preparing the way for people to come to know Jesus, to people to follow in his steps. We're preparing the way as we relate with those in our homes. We're preparing the way as we serve here at the church and relate and fellowship and live life together. We're the way as we relate with those within our community, as we serve and the way we respond to our coworkers. And if we're a boss to our employees, we're all preparing the way, and my my hope and prayer for you this morning is that those have prepared the way for you and that we're left with a response. We're left again with a choice. Maybe that's the sermon today. We're left with the decision to make. Are we going to follow in the way that has been prepared, in the footsteps that have been laid for us to walk in? Let's pray together. God, I'm grateful for this church. I'm grateful for Jason and his family, and I'm grateful for all those who serve in the role of deacon and all those who serve as leaders here in this church. We're grateful for all those that have gone on before and have prepared the way for many to come to know the Lord, but also many have responded to the call, the call to serve, the call to go, and the call to live a life that is pleasing to you. Father, we confess that we often fail in that calling. We often fall short. But Father, we're thankful for your grace, and we're thankful for your mercy. And Father, I pray that each of us today, each heart, each life here would feel that touch from your Holy Spirit that is calling them today to walk closer in fellowship with you. Father, many hearts or many people maybe are feeling good about where they are in their relationship with you, but there may be others here, Lord, that, that, that know this week, Lord, they, they've missed the mark, and they've messed up, maybe some pretty big. But Father, may they hear the message of your love and the message of your forgiveness today, that all who uh, confess their sins to you, that you are faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Father, we love you today, and we're grateful for what you have accomplished and what has happened in this service today. Bless each one as we stand and sing. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. We're going to stand and sing. I think I read it was became upon a midnight clear. Is that right? So if you'll stand and sing. If you're here today and you desire, maybe the Lord has spoken to you through our special service today and you would desire to make a commitment of some sorts, we would love to talk with you about that. If you desire membership here at Boiling Springs, we'd love to talk with you about that as well. Let's stand and sing together.
1: Hymn number 93, please sing verse 1 and stanza (laughs) 4.